Greetings, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Revival's Holy Week devotional series. For today's reading and teaching, we will be in the book of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. As a reminder, this week's readings are from the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB translation. Receive the word of God on this day. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. She saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she went running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one who Jesus loved, and said to them, They've taken the Lord out the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. At that, Peter and the other disciple went out heading for the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and got to the tomb first. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then following him, Simon Peter also came. He entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. The wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was folded up in a separate place by itself. The other disciple who had reached the tomb first then also went in, saw, and believed. For the, they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And as she was crying, she stooped to look into the tomb. She saw two angels in white sitting where Jesus' body had been lying one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you crying? Because they've taken my Lord, she told him. And I don't know where they've put him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know it was Jesus. Woman, Jesus said to her, why are you crying? Who is it that you're seeking? Supposing he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. And turning around, she said to him in Aramaic, Ravoni, which means teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus told her since I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them what he had said to her. Hmm. We have arrived to the morning of the resurrection. I thank you for coming along with me on this journey all this week as we dive into the last days before Jesus was crucified and resurrected. God has shown me so many new layers to this story, and I hope you have been blessed by them like I have. Most importantly, I hope your faith has been strengthened as you reflect on the goodness of Jesus and what he has done for us. 
As we enter the text early on Easter morning, we see Mary Magdalene, who is actually among a group of women who came to mourn Jesus and anoint his body. But in the book of John, we see her singularly. As such, when she arrives at the tomb, she is the first to discover that the tomb is empty. Grief-stricken and afraid that someone stole his body, she runs and calls for Peter and John to come see about the tomb. As Peter and John discover the empty tomb and the linen wraps left there, they are perplexed that he is gone. And they do not fully know what to do with this discovery. So they leave and return to their homes. But Mary stays. And she continues to mourn. Not just Jesus' death, but his disappearance as well. Imagine someone disturbing your loved one's remains and how horrified you will feel. She cannot contain the litany of emotions that she's holding. And then in the midst of her grief, she is miraculously met by angels. Angels who flank the head and feet of where Jesus was laid. And ultimately, Jesus appears and asking why she is crying. I think it's important to remember, Jesus' followers did not think he would literally resurrect again. They could only see and understand this part in his teachings, in part, and didn't fully understand that the Son of Man would actually really live again on earth with them in this moment. She was not looking for Jesus to be alive, and somehow she was still desperately looking for some remnant of Jesus, but she ended up finding him in his fullness. What is most powerful here is that Jesus first reveals himself in resurrected form, not to one of the remaining 11 disciples, because as we know, Judas has ended his life by this point. No, Jesus chose to first reveal himself to a woman. Not only this, but he empowers Mary Magdalene to tell his brothers that he is alive and that she has seen the Lord. Mary is the first testifier on record of the risen Savior. She is the first evangelist on record of the good news having been fulfilled. She is the first on record to offer the first gospel proclamation. And now the disciples are put in a position to have to trust the proclamation of the woman before they will see Jesus. In biblical times, the testimony of women was not considered credible or valid, but Jesus would flip the script and instill power and credibility to the woman's voice like never before. Have enough Christians truly meditated on this profound fact in scripture? I do not think many of us have. No, too many of us Christians have spent time arguing about the submission of women or what the Bible says about how women should not teach men or even be ordained. They have ignored not just this example with Mary, but the numerous examples of women claiming spiritual authority in the scriptures. Through Mary's voice, salvation and freedom have now been delivered to all generations.
She is the first divinely ordained messenger for Christ. And in order for us to receive salvation from God, we must believe the testimony that Jesus died and rose again. We must believe this woman's testimony and the cadre of confirmations from additional witnesses after her. So without Mary delivering the message, would we be free? Without the woman, would any of us be free? Mary made a choice. Now that I have experienced the freedom that comes from the risen Savior, I must now share that freedom with others. In the spirit of Harriet Tubman, Mary is on a mission to not just free herself, but others. So today on this Resurrection Sunday, as we celebrate that Christ is risen, let us also celebrate that Mary freed her people through her testimony. And for the women who are purpose with freedom dreams, let this be a reminder that your voice, your story, and your fervent action can free a multitude. Keep pressing and keep proclaiming that the freedom you experience in Christ can set others free as well. Let us pray. God of wisdom, we rejoice on this day that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. We thank you, Jesus, for revealing yourself to your daughters. And we thank your sons for trusting and listening to their sister's words. May we receive the freedom you have granted us in the spirit. And may we be used by you to usher in freedom for others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.